0: You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday, August 27, 2019. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly. Today's show is brought to you in part by BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Right now, we've got a special deal for Locked On Phillies listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first. Shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. So it was a crazy Monday for the Phillies. We had a ton to get to, including the game, which itself was pretty ho hum the first five or six innings and then turned into a wild night at the park. But even prior to yesterday evening's game, there was a very strange situation that presented itself in the clubhouse at Citizens Bank Park. In yesterday's show, we talked at length about Cesar Hernandez running what should have been a double into a single in the top of the sixth inning against the Marlins Sunday. He got bailed out by a Reese Hoskins home run in the next at-bat, but both Hoskins and Jay Bruce spoke to him and told them that it was unacceptable. Gabe Kapler... After talking to Hernandez earlier in the season about an instance of not running as hard as he should have to first base, he elected to keep him in for the rest of the game Sunday. But when Monday night's lineup came out, Hernandez wasn't in it. And a few people did very good reporting on this, and I want to give them credit. Dave Uram of KYW News Radio, Matt Breen of the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Matt Gelb of The Athletic. Essentially, Gabe Kapler told the media that Hernandez's benching was in response to Sunday's play. Hernandez through Diego the Phillies trainer seemed to think that he was off just for the sake of being off as a scheduled off day and then they went back and checked with Gabe Kapler the collective media and he said it is in response to Sunday but it wasn't a punishment or a benching well if it was in response to Sunday and he otherwise would have been in the lineup then by ne- definition it was a benching whether you want to call it a punishment or not it seemed to be one. And I get that Sunday was a a close game and you need every game that you can get, but it just feels like this situation could have been handled Sunday by just pulling him out of the game if you didn't like what he did at that point. Again, I'm not part of the you have to sprint every... Crowd, but given the circumstances, it's not acceptable for him not to have hustled. If the Phillies were winning nine nothing and he didn't hustle to first base, so be it. Who cares? But it was zero zero in a game you really need. Cesar Hernandez isn't a rookie. In fact, he's the longest tenured player on the team. And look, it's it's not the end of the world. But given that it was the second time this season. I think you had to send a message one way or another. That message may have been better sent Sunday uh, just by pulling him out of the game as opposed to dragging him into Monday. And maybe Gabe Kapler was planning to talk to Cesar Hernandez shortly after he spoke to the media, although that would seem like a curious thing to do. And even beyond that, John Kruk made a good point on the telecast last night. Cesar Hernandez was off the day after making a mistake that he acknowledged making. For him not to assume, he he took the assumption, unless this was kind of lost in translation, that he was just off because you you get an off day once in a while. Uh, For him not to assume he was off in response to that, it's telling in, in a lot of different directions. In any event, for a coaching staff and a team that large swaths of the public and fan base have lost trust in, it wasn't a good look. Cesar Hernandez got in the game last night because Scott Kingery left with uh, an abdominal injury, I believe they called it. Uh, he didn't end up uh, getting a hit. He lined out hard in, I believe it was the 10th inning. Uh, he came up and swung at the first pitch after uh, the Pirates reliever really <laughs> had really struggled with his control, so uh, it, it was a confusing thing to do. He hit the ball hard, but he heard some boos uh, when he came to the plate in that game. And Matt Klintzak talked a lot about how perception matters in the offseason. He used that exact phrase on at least two different instances. Well, the optics of this situation yesterday, they were a dumpster fire. Of course, the uh, pregame festivities, if we want to call them that, were just the beginning of what was a a seesaw of a day for the Phillies yesterday. For a few innings last night, it appeared that Jason Vargas and Brad Miller would lead the Phillies to an important victory, but a rather uninspiring victory just over a bad team. Brad Miller hit a 434-foot home run to left center field. Uh, He he absolutely crushed it to give the Phillies a 2-1 lead. Jason Vargas did give one of those runs back in the top of the fifth. Uh, Joe Musgrove, the Pirates pitcher who pitched very well last night and has pitched very well twice against the Phillies. They got him in the Garrett Cole trade. So given how Garrett Cole's pitch for the Astros, they they better be getting something good out of uh, their half of that deal. But you you had that home run, and then you had – Jason Vargas give the run back but still Jason Vargas entered the seventh inning with a 2-1 lead still intact. Unfortunately for him he ran into trouble. Melky Cabrera who has seemingly been 35 for 10 years he singled and then Colin Moran lined a ball that narrowly missed landing in the flower bed over the left field wall for a home run. Instead it was a double and it scored Cabrera from first base. Jason Vargas faced one more batter on the night and he ultimately exited the game. Alvarez, Jose Alvarez, who's probably been the Phillies' best reliever maybe the entire season at this point, if you take the totality of the season, especially given what ultimately happened with Hector Neris last night. Jose Alvarez only pitched one one pitch last night. Uh, it was a sacrifice bunt uh, off the bat of Adam Frazier uh adam frazier made that sacrifice bunt. reese hoskins fielded it probably would have had to play at first base but he bobbled the ball ended up having to go to first base that opened up first base josh bell was intentionally walked and the phillies made the decision gabe kapler made the decision to pull jose alvarez in favor of bringing on jared hughes and as much as i love jared hughes sprinting onto the field he gave up a two-run single wasn't an overly hard hit ball it found the right spot in between Brad Miller at third base and Gene Segura at shortstop. And it, it, the Pirates took a 4-2 to lead, and it kind of looked like this would be another ugly loss for the Phillies. However, in the bottom of the eighth, two big Phillies bats came alive. Bryce Harper in his first game back after uh, his son was born. He hit a home run. It was his 10th of August, 28th of the season. He's had an incredible month. And then two batters later, with the same reliever, Richard Rodriguez, still on for the Pirates, Corey Dickerson crushed a go-ahead two-run home run. Unfortunately for the Phillies, it wasn't as simple as taking that 5-4 lead and that being that, because Hector Neris, uh, now now that the Phillies won this game, we can look back at this. That home run that Josh Bell hit off Hector Nares to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth inning last night was one of the most no-doubt-about-it home runs that I've ever seen at Citizens Bank Park. It, it, it was truly remarkable. Uh, it tied the game in the bottom of the ninth. As difficult as it is to imagine, though, after blowing that lead, the bottom of the ninth was actually more frustrating because, Chris Stratton loaded the bases up with one out. Reese Hoskins, who's struggling, came up and swung at the first two pitches against a reliever that seemingly couldn't find the strike zone. The second pitch, he popped up in the infield, the right side of the infield, to end his at bat. So with two strike or with two outs and the bases loaded, Bryce Harper came up. Of course. Uh, it- hasn't been long at all since he had a walk-off Grand Slam. That did not happen. He should have had a walk-off walk, though, last night on two different occasions. He did end up swinging uh, through strike three to end the inning, but there were two different occasions where balls were clearly off the plate that were called strikes. And there was another one earlier an at bat, I believe, to Reese Hoskins where the same thing had happened. The umpiring behind home plate was atrocious last night. And I get that people, some people thrive or can't imagine baseball without disagreeing with a home plate umpire. But the game would have been a nine inning game last night if you had an electronic umpire behind the plate calling balls and strikes. And I know there's lots of glitches to be worked out with that. But You would have got the thing right. Like, that's what this is supposed to be about for umpires is you get the call right, and they didn't last night. Uh, Fortunately for the Phillies, after a frustrating 10th inning, Sean Rodriguez, of all people who's on the roster for his ability to hit left-handed hitters, or so the Phillies say, because Corey Seidman of NBC Sports Philadelphia tweeted out something last night that went viral, essentially pointing out that... Sean Rodriguez hasn't been too good at hitting lefties lately, but he came up against a right-handed pitcher in the bottom of the tenth inning. He smashed, or wasn't really smashed. He lined a walk-off home run that just got over the wall in left field near the foul pole to give the Phillies a victory. The Phillies, as frustrating as that game's been, game was, and as frustrating as this season has been, they moved to 67 and 62 with the victory. They are a game back of the Chicago Cubs for the second spot in the National. League wild card race, and look. If you ask me today, do I think the Phillies are going to make the playoffs? No, I don't. But, and I get frustration with people that say. Uh, a lot of people responded to the article we put out on Phillies Nation after the game last night, saying this win was lipstick on a pig, and that may be true, but it is legitimately the case that the Phillies are only a game back of the Cubs for the second spot in the National League Wildcard race, and that may speak more to the ineptitude of the National League Wildcard race than to the Phillies being a playoff caliber team, but it is what it is. Uh, Drew Smiley, who has a 4.73 ERA and six starts as a Philly and a 6.99 ERA overall, will get the ball for the Phillies tonight, so uh, it has the potential to be a rather long night for the bullpen again, but the Phillies are going for a series victory, and frankly, they need a series sweep against the Pirates. You can follow me on Twitter at TimKellySports and read my work on philliesnation.com and radio.com. I'll talk to you guys next time.